have a question for you this morning, this being the fourth Sunday of Advent and Christmas Eve is fast approaching. And I, and I hope that you will make time on your calendar this Christmas Eve. I know with family it's sometimes difficult, but what better way to unite your family in the reason for the Christmas season, uh, worshiping uh, our Lord and our Savior. So if you can join us Christmas Eve, that would be a good thing. The question I have for you is, can you keep a secret? Can you keep a secret? A lot of people shaking their heads. No, not usually. See, I remember my childhood and, and Christmas being this amazing time marked by joy and festivities, but also marked by secrecy. Secrecy. There was something special, you might even say magical, not in the Disney sense, but, but in the mystery sense about the secrecy of Christmas. When you think about it, the secrecy was part of the whole Christmas experience for us as kids. I don't know, your experience may differ, but for us, my brother and sister and I, the presents would begin to appear under the tree one by one, brightly wrapped packages. They'd appear and there inside that Christmas wrapping paper were these wonderful secrets waiting to be revealed on Christmas morning. Are you with me? Some of us are having to think way The presents that accumulated under the tree were just the tip of the Christmas iceberg, weren't they? Because on Christmas morning, that's when the really big secrets would appear. The riding toys, right? The, the bicycles, the train sets, the stuff on the top of our Christmas wish lists. All of those wonderful secrets would be revealed to us on Christmas Day. And it was always better than we ever hoped for or even imagined. There was this excitement in the anticipation of a secret waiting to be revealed. And more often than not, the revelation of the secret was even better than our expectations. Especially if it was something that we truly wanted or needed. And then as we got older, when we began to see the joy in giving was just as amazing as the joy in receiving. The secrecy of Christmas took on a special significance. I remember finding that perfect gift for mom or dad or my brother or, or sister. And then I would spend the rest of the time until Christmas Day struggling not to give away the secret. Keeping the secret of the gift I was giving was as full of the excitement and anticipation that I felt for the gifts that I might possibly be receiving. I could hardly wait to see the joy on their faces at the revelation of the perfect gift that I had found. Now, as Christians, 
We know that the season is not all about the giving and receiving of gifts, but I think we can all see the symbolism in the giving and receiving, the anticipation and the excitement, the secrecy and the revelation and all the joy that comes with it. It's a sense of joy in the revelation of a secret. And that's what Paul is talking to us about in his epistle to the Romans. We're in the last chapter of Romans, chapter 16, if you have your Bibles. And we're going all the way to the last three verses of that last chapter. It's a portion of that chapter called the doxology. Here's what Paul writes. Now to God, who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed. And through the prophetic writings is made known to all the Gentiles, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Amen. See, Paul saying all of our, our praise, all of our worship, rises to the one who is strong enough to make you strong. Exactly as preached in Jesus Christ, precisely as revealed in the mystery that was kept secret for so long, but now is an open book through the prophetic word of the scriptures. And all the nations of the world, Paul says, can now know the truth. And be brought into obedient belief. Carrying out the orders of God who got all of this started down to the very last letter. All of our praise is focused through Jesus on this incomparably wise God. And the last part of the verse there from the message simply says, yes. There's enthusiasm in that yes. Everybody say that together. One, two, three. Yes. See, the secret that was kept by the Jewish scholars, the priests, the rabbis, the secret that was held for the Jews first has now been revealed through the coming of the Christ child in this first advent. That secret has now been revealed to us, the Gentiles. Indeed, it's been revealed to the entire world. Well, what's the secret, Pastor? Well, just as we've been discussing, the secret of Christmas, the secret of the gift that was given and continues to give, the secret of the gift that's not wrapped in Christmas paper, but was wrapped in swaddling clothes, the secret of Emmanuel, which means God with us, the, the real Christmas story. And if we look at the Christmas story we're all familiar with, we see that the long-held secret was revealed carefully, gradually, and to the right people at the right time. We first see the secret revealed to who? To Mary, right? As recorded in Luke 1, the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. 
And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So after that initial revealing of the secret by the angel Gabriel to Mary, the second person to receive the secret was Elizabeth. Six months uh, with child with John, who would later be called the baptizer, John the Baptist. Here's the account in, in Luke. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? that the mother of my Lord comes to me. For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. See, Mary is blessed because she believed what the Lord told her was going to happen. And so... The third revelation of the secret after Mary and after Elizabeth was, well, who do you suppose? Joseph. It'd be nice for him to know. How did this happen? Now, the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. This is out of Matthew. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. See, only those who had a need to know were let in on the secret until God's perfect moment of revelation. And even then, the proclamation was to a specific group of shepherds keeping watch over their flocks in the field. Luke 2 tells us, In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. 
For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. So you have to ask yourself, why the shepherds? Well, the shepherds were the ones raising the sheep. Makes sense. It's kind of what shepherds do. And the sheep were raised for a variety of reasons. Wool, meat for the table, and the lambs, the ones who were perfect and unblemished were raised to be sacrificed in the temple for the atonement, the forgiveness of sins. This was the Jewish tradition. And so the shepherds would take these unblemished lambs to protect them from getting any scratches or bruises or bumps. They would protect these unblemished lambs. How? By wrapping them in cloth and placing them in a manger. Manger is simply a feeding trough, sometimes carved out of stone, sometimes constructed of wood, but it was protection. They would wrap the lambs in cloth and place them in a manger. Now, if anyone would understand the significance of the sign of a baby wrapped in cloth and placed in a manger, then it would be these Jewish shepherds tending the flocks and providing for the temple the sacrificial lamb, the perfect, unblemished, unspoiled, sacrificial lamb. There's not much you can say after that. What an amazing, focused, purposeful revelation to just the right people at just the right time. Finally, the arrival of the wise men would signal the, the epiphany, which is simply the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles and the world. See, the shepherds, after they figured out who this baby in the manger was, they couldn't contain Themselves. They spread that to the Jewish people far and wide, to anyone who would listen. But the Gentiles are left out of the loop until the wise men see a star in the heavens. No accident that it was a star that was the sign because the wise men were astronomers. Where do astronomers typically look? They look to the heavens. They saw a star that was unusual to them. It aroused in them a spiritual curiosity. What is this? And so they set out to discover. And so we have the revelation of Christ to the Gentiles through the wise men. Here's the thing. We, the church, right now, the members of the body of Christ, we are the wise men. How's that, Pastor? We are the keepers 
and revealers of the salvation secret. We're the heralds who proclaim the gospel. The angels have the day off. It's up to us now. We are the ones who proclaim the mystery and the secret of Christmas to the world today. We're the ones who are called to share the real Christmas story. What's the real Christmas story? The best place I've found to find the real Christmas story is not in the Gospel of Luke, but rather in the Gospel of John. John writes, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him. And without Him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone and was coming into the world. And he was in the world and the world came into being through him Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only son who is close to the father's heart, who has made him known to us. See, before Jesus, the hope of the coming Messiah was only for the Jews. They were expecting him. They were watching for him. They were longing for him. But through time and disconnection from God, their ability to see the gift right in front of them became clouded. And so God, through Jesus and then the Holy Spirit, expanded the gift to include all of humankind. If they would just accept what had been so mercifully and gracefully given. And the gift that was given, the Messiah that came, was better than the one in the imaginations of the people who were waiting for him. That's why they couldn't see him. The gift was better than they expected. Their expectations were too low. Their expectations were far lower than the bar that God had set. 
Jesus came to redeem us all. Who can imagine such a magnificent, extravagant, wonderful gift? A gift that's poured out on us so lavishly that we still can't fully wrap our minds around it. And yet here it is. The secret is out. Jesus has come, and what's more, he is coming again. And that will be even more magnificent than the first time for those who are believers. So here's the conclusion. This Christmas, especially this Christmas, don't miss the joy of the real gift. Let all of the expectation and anticipation lead you to receiving all that God has graciously given to you. For a child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. Authority rests on his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Secret. Go spread the secret. To the rest of the world. In Jesus' name. Amen.